Hi everyone. I hope everyone had an awesome Pesach. We're a few days past Rosh Chodesh ER, uh, but thank God I had a super busy week last week, Baruch Hashem. Um, I'm not sure anyone knows this, but um, I also have a hobby that kind of turned into a huge philanthropic endeavor, thank God. Um, the Blessed Doe on Instagram. So uh, I ran a fundraiser, thank God, for Migdal Or. Um, and um, baked a lot, a lot of babkas, and that took some, a few, some, it took a little bit of my time. So thank God I am recording the class for ER today. Uh, Bezra Hashem, we are going to be back um, to live classes for Rosh Chodesh Sivan, which is next month, Bezra Hashem, um, at Velvet Box. Thank you to Rachel and Ivri Amar for um, hosting us there. Thank you. Okay, so um, this class, Bezrat Hashem, is for the Rafur Shlema of uh, Sarah Bat Yochavet, Bezrat Hashem, for the uh, quick uh, and speedy recovery for procedure uh, that uh, Batya Bat Sarah is going to have on Monday, this coming Monday. Bezrat Hashem, a super speedy recovery. Bezrat Hashem, Leilui Nishmat, Zilpa Bat. Aaron and Bezrat Hashem Nishmat Golda Peral Bat Yaakov HaKohen. Okay, so hopefully everyone had a chance to listen to their uh, favorite podcasters for the month of ER. Obviously, you guys know who I listen to. Um, I'm going to be going through just touching some of the um, quick points um, that Gedalia Fenster uh, mentioned for the introduction class for ER. I suggest that everyone listens to the entire class because there was like a lot, a lot of insight. Uh, based over uh, W. Pinson's uh, in, uh, writing and also uh, Robert Dichev. Um Okay, so ER. I'm sure everyone has already heard, in case you haven't. ER is a big month of healing. Um, our, sages say, our sages say specifically um, like healing of like the mind, right? Mental health, good mental health, Bezrat Hashem. And the water has a lot of healing power and the vegetation has a lot of hearing, healing power. I don't know if anyone's been noticing, but it's been raining for the past two weeks in Teaneck, New Jersey. I think in all of New Jersey, actually. Um, and instead of us complaining about it, we should be literally thanking Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for sending us this incredibly super, you know, healing water because um, really what our sages say to be doing is literally you should be going outside and, you know, drinking in the water, like literally from the sky into your mouth. I mean, obviously not in buckets and obviously try not to stand under a tree or like wires because then you're going to get schmutzy water. But nevertheless, um, you know, drinking the water, letting the water go into your eyes, on your skin, everything. Um, it's also said that, uh, our sages say that, you know, the vitamins that you take are specifically more potent now than any time of the year. Any medicine that you have to take is more potent now. So, um, it's a really, really healing month. Thank God. Also, um, yeah, the month of ER, if we see where it is in reference to Rosh Hashanah, we see it is the eighth month of the year. And of course, we know that number eight is above nature, right? If you actually, if you look at the number eight and flip it on its side, obviously you have, you know, the infinity sign, right? So it's, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. Um, it's, you know, kind of an obvious connection to make because, you know, the number eight above nature, infinity, and so, you know, it all makes sense. Anyway, um, so this month is a big month of, you know, taking 
you know, Gavura channeled into power. So, you know, it's, you know, take the incredible energy in the month and maybe a super, super successful time to, you know, run, to run, do whatever that, you know, that goal that you have in your mind. Um, and Bezrat Hashem that everyone, may we all be super successful. Okay, so we just finished the Rambam's 13 Principles of Amuna, And um, I hope everyone had, everyone enjoyed those classes. I certainly did, thank God. Um, and I needed to start uh, thinking of another book to look into, another book. And thank God I've, you know, recently, you know, learned a few books, but this for this uh for this month of er the uh rev arush's pamphlet popped into my head thank god the um rev arush's amazing team they sent me um a few books and these um and like a few pamphlets that um and i want to be focusing i want to be reviewing the pamphlet that rev arush has uh, on true happiness what's amazing about these pamphlets is that you know in the amazing books that Rav Arush writes, you know, the bigger books, you know, it's a lot, a lot of material. And these pamphlets basically zoom in on like, you know, certain topics and kind of go into the nitty gritty, really dive into the topics. So specifically with true happiness, what is Rabbi Arush talking about in this book? He really like bulls, like he really goes to like the root cause of fear, right? Specifically anxiety. So obviously if you're human, this topic, you know, applies to you because fear, it's a natural emotion. It stems from the ego, right? Of course, everyone has a yitzhara, but it's not, it's kind of, it's more than that. It's actually, it's actually that just, it's talking specifically, of course, to, you know, the general public, but, you know, it's talking to the people also who, you know, do the work, you know, the self-work, they do the self-reflection, they do, you know, they, they're meticulous on their actions, etc. And they still have the fear, you know, they still have that thing that they can't seem to shake off. If it's a fear of a person, place, or thing, whatever it is, Rav Arush specifically addresses and labels this anxiety um, not necessarily as a mental disorder, but he actually labels it as a immuna disorder, right? So um, if someone is doing, you know, the self-reflection, accounting of the soul, the mitzvah, the anxiety that they feel is totally attributed to distorted immuna. And we're going to talk about how Rabbi suggests to remedy this, but it's super important to note that immuna is a lifetime of work. There are many, many levels um, in fact, when I was speaking to Rav, one of, uh, Rav Arusha's students, um, he was giving me this incredible example of, um, you know, in, in, by, you know, the, there's incredible, incredible people studying there, um, uh, whatever level of Amuna we think we have here and thank God, you know, uh, you know, not to knock, you know, chutzla arts down in any way, shape or form. I mean, you're talking about people in Eretz who, again, this is not for everyone. This is not for everyone to try because you're talking about people who have dedicated their lives to perfecting their emuna, you know, literally total self-nullification to Hashem that they can go into like, you know, dangerous Arab villages um, and all they see is Hashem. That's it. Like literally zero fear. Again, this is not for the regular person. You're talking about people who literally, they just, they, it, there is nothing but Hashem, right? So 
those people specifically on that extremely, extremely high level of Amuna, they, they, of course they have room to grow because, you know, they, they all, like everyone at whatever level they are at are continually perfecting their Amuna. Of course, this is not for everyone. This is, I'm talking, you know, like I'm giving a very like, you know, high, high level of Amuna example. But for all of us, regardless of how much work we do, um, obviously there's always room for growth, right? Rabbi Rush says, we are here in this world to master and gain complete Amuna. We are here struggling, but we must fight to gain Amuna at all times. Of course, depending on the level of anxiety one experiences, you know, professional help should totally be utilized. But understand that therapy work without Amuna work will only manage triggers or even high triggers. Um, it will not uproot the source of the trigger. It will not uproot the source of the anxiety. True Amuna completely uproots issues at the source. So how does this make sense, right? How are we going to, how, how, how are we going to basically reconcile this? So Rav Nachman states, Amuna and Neshama are one. You're dealing with the Shema, you're dealing with the Neshama. So obviously when you're dealing with the Neshama, you need a transcendental metaphysical form of therapy, right? Which is obviously Amuna. With this knowledge, you could do some, you know, mental gymnastics or like Amuna math to further understand how anxiety is a form of distorted Amuna. And Rabbi Rush explains, every mental issue is a form of denial of Hashem to a certain degree. And certainly, denial of Hashem on any level is total distortion of Amuna. So... Obviously, that the real reason to decipher between real Amuna and distorted Amuna is it gives the individual better understanding of how to deal with certain situations, which you know the individual may you know, you know at first like a knee jerk reaction would be to cry, complain, scream about right, but those are specifically tests, right? Those situations are specifically tests, and really. Um, if the individual has any awareness, he will essentially try, at least try, to take the impossible objective point of view that the suffering anyone has is a choice the individual also always makes for themselves. Okay, so we're actually going to see exactly what Rav Arush, uh states um, in the text, in his text. So any type of suffering is brought upon us by way of lack of amuna. When I say any type of suffering, I'm referring to anything, depression on any level, crying and complaining, crying and complaining, all anxiety, worry, fear, jealousy, hatred, vengeance, resentments, mental illness, self-blame, and everything that eats us up alive. The lack of amuna in ourselves, any, anything that stops us from growing and reaching higher, the burdens we carry and the bricks weighing on, on our hearts, um, on our hearts are all in our control. You brought it upon yourself and you have the power to get rid of it and turn everything around for the very best. You can live the good life the way Hashem intended to you, uh, the way Hashem intended for you through getting to know and recognizing the Creator and truly believing in Him. If you had complete Amuna, you would always be happy and never sad. You would be free from all anxiety and worry. You'd be optimistic, confident, ready to get up and try again, and always willing to try new things. You'd be happy with what you have and only see the good in yourself and everyone around you. And everyone around you, you wouldn't get angry at yourself or others. 
If you had real Amuna, your interpersonal relationships would be wholesome, healthy, and free of jealousy, hatred, and revenge. In short, you would have a very healthy mental well-being. So many listening might be scratching their heads and thinking like, none of this makes any sense, right? Like, you know, like everyone always thinks that whatever they hear always applies to the next guy, but doesn't apply to themselves, right? So while everyone, you know, I mean, not everyone, but some may be in denial of the root cause of, you know, their issues. Rev Arush comes to say, if you really knew the creator, like if you really un- like learned about him and understand what Hashem was about, you would understand any fear you have is essentially impossible and nothing short of distorted emuna, right? It's essentially almost like a figment of your imagination, right? So we must require, we must acquire real emuna and not emuna with conditions. So what is real emuna, right? That's obviously the million dollar question. So we've learned this before with Rav Arusha's garden of emuna. Emuna is that everything is from Hashem, everything is for the very best, and everything has a message, right? But it's, it's, we're going to go now we're going to like really zoom into that it's belief that he always loves you and only wants your good and he wants everything to and hashem only wants things to get better and better for you right if you ever listen to rabbi rusha to speak what he always says that every single person in the room must always say hashem ohevoti yeli right everything hashem always loves me everything will always you know everything is for the best and it's only going to be good and it's going to get better and better and better. Thank God Rav Arush was actually here in Teaneck, New Jersey back in November. I think it was around Kislev time and it was obviously incredible to hear him and Gadalia always mentions this, right? If you ever listen to Gadalia Fenster's classes, you will always hear him say that Rav Arush always has the most simple way of saying things but the messages are extremely profound and obviously this is no exception. Because when you internalize, right, the ways of Hashem, and what obviously what is the best way to internalize the ways of Hashem? Well, you got to pick up a book, pick up a safer and learn, right? Tomer Devorah is a fantastic way of really truly learning about Hashem's 13 attributes of mercy. That's a fantastic way of getting to know your creator and obviously trying to emulate her. So when you acquire more emuna, right? It basically loosens the grip of anxiety over you. Conversely, when you keep learning uh, distorted emuna, right? It's going to cause more harm than good, which is a major nuance that, you know, Rav Arush talks about, right? Because he really addresses like why some people who are essentially doing the work, you know, putting in the time, doing this, you know, work, the self-reflection, etc., and still not able to go to that, like, can't get over that, like, certain hump, right? Because we have to learn, we have to remember that Hashem loves us more than we can possibly love our own children, right? Even in the healthiest relationships. So whatever maximum capacity we have as people, you know, in giving, Hashem has, he does infinitely more because obviously he's in in Sof. So Rabbi Rush obviously talks about how we have to get to know Hashem, his ways and understand and like literally internalize that. But he pushes the definition of real Amuna more by stating that it's not only enough to get to know your creator, 
but also it's getting to know yourself as in believing in yourself. What are we talking about here? Obviously, we're talking about healthy self-esteem, right? To believe in the good in yourself and to never, ever let this knowledge weaken. You literally have a piece of divine in you. Obviously, we know what this is. It's the neshama, right? Your actions may use, obviously, some rectification. Hello, we're human. This makes sense. It happens. But our essence is perfect because it's, a part, it's Hashem. Hashem, it's, it's, it's the neshama. And obviously, we know that the Yetzirah is the master of tricks and confusion. So it doesn't want you to know your, you know, your self-worth. It doesn't want you to have your, um, to, it doesn't want you having the positive self-esteem, the healthy self-esteem, right? So it's really understanding that, you know, you are not your body. You are not your desires. You are not your actions. You are a soul. And to never, ever forget that. Okay, because what happens essentially when, you know, the, when you don't believe in yourself and you succumb to, you know, the base, essentially the lies of the Yetzirah, what happens? Rabbi Rush writes, when you don't believe in yourself, then there is room for every mental problem to follow. Then self-hate, self-blame, self-criticism, and more chase after you. Your confidence and self are nowhere to be found. All this is because of a lack of knowing who you really are, confusing and mixing up yourself for someone bad, God forbid. As we have said earlier, every mental problem is really an Amuna problem. By fixing your Amuna, you will cure any mental issue. Part and parcel of fixing your Amuna is fixing the Amuna in yourself, getting to know and recognize who you really are. If, God forbid, you have sinned or you or you have bad desires, the Yetzirah will now use this opportunity to tell you that you are bad in order to weaken your belief that you are good. It is a tremendous mistake to listen to him. So this essentially tells us that Hashem only sees the good in us. Good, good, good in us. He loves us and he believes us believes in us. Each one of us is capable of reaching incredible, dizzying heights. Hashem blessed each one of us with unique qualities and incredible potential. The key is to not get lost in the grind and fall for the Yetzirah and come out with this distorted amuna where you think Hashem is, God forbid, only analyzing the negative, the negative faults in you, the traits, the downfalls, the bad deeds and flaws. Again, we already know this. Like, this world is not a free-for-all to just like do, to, to do things that are against the Torah, right? We know this. But it's certainly, uh, Gedaliah always says this on his podcast, you know, we are here to live by the mitzvot, not to die, you know, by the mitzvot, God forbid, right? So you screw up, you kind of have to, you, you, you have to have the self-esteem to essentially pick yourself up. Okay, so well, now we understand distorted emuna is not what we are looking for. We are really looking for um, real Amuna, right? That we have to understand that Hashem is, uh, you know, our benevolent Father and Creator in Heaven, our, our King in Heaven. And also, he, Hashem obviously loves me. He wants only good for me. But now we have to learn how do we internalize this? Like, how do we essentially train our minds, train ourselves, train our hearts that the fear and anxiety doesn't take over and that we have the proper self-esteem to basically withstand these any negative thinking. Okay, so what do we have to do? And you know, God, you, if anyone has guessed this, you're going to know exactly where I'm going. 
you have to reboot the heart through speech, right? We are different than animals. We are a medaber. We have the ability, the gift, and the responsibility of speech. So we need to take our speech and use it to merit emuna, which is a purpose of life, right? The main purpose of life. And in the merit of emuna, we see salvation. We see this over again. We see salvation. So where do we always see this, right? We see this, obviously, in the example of David HaMelech, right? We know that David HaMelech, that Tehillim was his hipodidut. And obviously now it is our prescribed prayer. And if everyone knows a thing or two about David HaMelech, he did not have an easy life. But he was victorious. If it was anyone else in his situation, they would have gone crazy. God forbid. But the only answer to David Amelech's strength and his victory is, thank God, his incredible Imuna. So speaking out Imuna has a positive effect on the entire being. So it, 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 it keeps you healthy, thank God. So practically speaking, how do we do this? And everyone knows what I'm going to say right now, right? Speak emuna specifically during Kippodidu, right? Rabbi, we know this. Rabbi Rush recommends a minimum of 15 minutes a day, preferably. Um, obviously, so you're comfortable. It's appropriate. The setting's appropriate. Usually when the mind is racing, it's... It's, it's a really good idea to go outside, specifically in nature, because you could focus in, you know, on you know, the beautiful skies, the beautiful trees, the beautiful flowers, so it like calms down like the super race, like the racing mind. And you're able to start focusing on, thank God, the good in your life, the good inside of you, and to start speaking it out. So Rav Arush, actually, in this book, he has two really nice, beautiful paragraphs. One that talks about Hashem's um, benevolence, his traits, and how essentially what we have to emulate. And it also, it's basically like an affirmation paragraph, you know, regarding Hashem and his love for us. And then Rav Arush also has a second affirmation paragraph that basically talk about, talks about the goodness within all of us, right? And Rav Arush, you know, states that, you know, even if he, like he gives two, like two paragraphs of like what we have to say, but really they're just like kind of guidelines that, when you're in heat boda do when you're doing heat boda do like it's when you start focusing on the good when you start going getting into the flow it's actually just gonna the words are gonna come right out of you okay so what obviously it's important to do this because we are human beings and human beings mess up and it's kind of and if to, if you think you're never gonna mess up it's you know you're not a robot it's not gonna happen you're essentially setting yourself up for failure so what happens when someone messes up? Okay, so Rav Arush states, if you mess up instead of falling to self-hate and self-blame or getting angry at yourself and feeling that Hashem doesn't like you, simply open your mouth and say, this is not me. This is not who I am. I don't want this. I want to do Teshuvah and repent. Hashem loves me and wants to help me, right? This is part of the self-reflection um, in Hitoredu. This is literally like like the simple, like two sentences. This is what you say. And this is what you say basically like when you need to reset yourself and recalibrate and like instead of staying in an issue, you start going into the solution. Rav Nachman says, don't get into a conversation with the Yitzhar Hara because it would lead to a rabbit hole of confusion. Don't reason with negative thoughts. 
Don't force them out. Simply repeat words of Amuna. Remind yourself who you really are. The Baal Shem Tov teaches that darkness cannot be chased away with a stick. It can only be chased away with light. Isn't this literally what every single modern day meditator is telling us to do, right? Don't attach to the thoughts. Simply observe them. You know, let eventually the thoughts will float away as if they'll float away just like they came, right? Every single thought leader these days, every single meditator, you know, basically is talking what our Torah has been stating for centuries and for sure what our sages, what our sages have been saying, obviously, from the Torah. So a quick recap. If someone has anxiety, no problem. Understand that there is more emuna work to do because the Yetzirah is strong and super tricky and will use whatever tools it can to knock you down. And distorted emuna is a really good tool for the Yetzirah, especially for people who are constantly working on their midot, Learn about Hashem, understand His infinite goodness and His infinite love for you, which will lead you to find the goodness and godliness in yourself. We've had classes before that, you know, obviously state the high correlation with healthy self-esteem and happiness specifically. Um, thinking back to, I think, the second class that we had or the third class, which David Lieberman goes extensively into how, and how healthy self-esteem leads to happiness. And obviously, this is no exception. It's a must for real Amuna. The best way to achieve all of this is through speech, creating that connection with your creator. Obviously, I'm talking about Heat Boredud. So, Be'ezrat Hashem and the Sfut of Abraham Yitzhak Be'elkov, may all of us be Zohre to real Amuna. May Mashiach come b'shalom, b'mheira b'amenu amen. May all of Klal Yisrael be redeemed. And may the third and final Beit HaMikdash be built amen tzela. Thank you.